Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by Nuts Landing Dog Neutering. <laughs> uh, we're also brought to you by... Uh, Fantastic Shlomos. <laughs> and we're also brought to you by the Jewish Walk of Fame, where the chosen get chosen. Aww. That was really nice. It was really nice that they reached out to us. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like we could have. Yeah, listen, we got hit up by so many other Jew puns yes. <laughs> that are present in this episode. But we were like, we got to pick and choose. We can't just bring everybody in here. So. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, of course, talking about the episode Today I'm a Clown. This is the sixth episode of the 15th season. It originally aired on December 7th, 2003. It was written by Joel H. Cohen. It was directed by Nancy Cruz. And the showrunner was Al Jean. Heard of him? I think Joel H. Cohen also wrote the Garfield movie. Ooh. I, could I would love to know that for sure. Wrong? But here's <laughs> what I remember. And this is just a straight up anecdote uh, from the internet. So accept it as will. At will. What am I saying? Um, but because uh, Bill Murray was in that Garfield movie, right? Oh, and then it of course. Takes- and his whole comment was, oh, well, I thought it was the other Coens. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought I was. Hey, 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 I'm Bill Murray. At, at the end of Train Spot, or not Train Spotting, at the end of, um, what's the movie with him and. Uh... Oh, Lost in Translation. Why was I doing that? <laughs> at the end of. Because Train Spotting 2 is, is it's what's on, my... on everyone's minds right now. It it's on the It just brain. came out. Anyway, if I'd gotten it right, this would have flowed better. I was going to say at the end of Lost of Translation, he's whispering, I can't wait to be in Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good, what did Bill Murray whisper at the end of Lost in Translation joke? Me too, I, man. I never get tired of it. <laughs> I try to insert it as much as possible into my daily life. He probably was saying, The Simpsons is good. <laughs> oh, like our bumper stickers? <laughs> mm-hmm. Great plug. Um, by the way, we have merch. I don't know if we've really talked about that no. on the podcast. We're we're not good businesswomen. We hate money. We don't lean in. We lean back. <laughs> yeah. We lie down, we bitches. We lie down, bitch. <laughs> oh, what is this episode already? I don't even know. I, lo- I love it, though. I want my ringtone to be, we lay down, bitch, <laughs> in Julia Prescott's voice, because I've never heard that before. <laughs> no. Not till today. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. You've heard his laugh. Of, you've heard I think his a laugh. snort. Yeah, they got a snort his so snort. far. Yeah. Now you're hearing his voice. Um, I'm so excited to welcome our guest today. You may know him as a contributor to The Onion, as a published author of many, many books on Devastator Press, um, some of which include At Least You're Not These Monsters, which is your latest one. Yeah, what's, it's the new one. What's the other one? Oh, The Flesh You'll Eat. Oh, The Flesh You'll Eat, and All the Feelings, Hella Dramatic Monologues for Thespians of a Teenage. I didn't know that was you. Yeah. That's I feel fantastic. like I should bully you. Is that weird? <laughs> like, I was a nerd, too, but I hear those I, words. And yeah, like, absolutely. There's to be a wet willy happening. I mean, that's sort of like the interaction between Milhouse and Martin. Do we see them (laughs) bully each other? Do we see them interact? That is exactly... um, Well, one, I don't know the answer to that because I'm a fake fan, but also... uh, Here's the thing. We're we're blowing it open. We're like 90 plus episodes in. Allie has never seen The Simpsons. I don't care for what I have seen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Listen, works for them, not for me. Mm, Did you you like that build-up? Yes. That was like all 
all of the cogs in the machine and my brain, like, you know, going to attention. Um, to, to go to this point, though, I do think it's so interesting of, like, does Milhouse think Martin is a nerd? Of course. Right. Because I hate nerds that are nerdier than I am because I'm a bully and people that are cooler than I am hate me. And it's just the big fish, little fish. It's just, you yeah. know, right. it's, it's essential to our well-being to want to be better than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. That's I'm helping you. Yeah, and it's, and Martin's the drama nerd, right? Exactly. Like he comes on stage with clang, clang, clang with the trolley, and that's <laughs> worse so than Please Millhouse shuffling me on stage. Like, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It also feels like it, I don't know. There's something about it in being kind of a ripple in the Springfield universe, where you're almost, at least for me, like you feel like you can't walk into a room and have Milhouse and Martin be present in each other's presence. You know, like, it kind of feels like when you go to Disneyland and there are rules about um, how, like, somebody, you know, in Toontown playing the Beast can't be in Main Street playing the Beast at the same time or something. I don't know. Am I... Am I That's just you? Qu- we're just in quantum physics now. Like, now you can't have two of the <laughs> same t- person I love in that string theory. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure this is making everybody upset. We no. introduced you without saying your name. Mike Levine. Oh, hello. Hi. Yes, hi. Hello, welcome. How's it going? I'm sure they were like, we know his credits. Who is <laughs> yeah. this person? They're fumbling to unlock their phone. People are like, getting yeah. into car accidents right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, just pull so over slowly. Yeah, write my name down children, and we'll be okay. Pull over. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about this episode because you have a personal connection to it. Oh, so many. Through through such Judaism, through the the greatest tradition and peoples that ever there were. Mm -hmm. Yeah? No? I want to know about it. Over underselling it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I uh, think you're just selling it, which feels just about right. Yeah, it's a good pitch. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I actually uh, teach a Torah from Springfield class uh, at a temple uh, to like seventh graders. So every week I play them a Simpsons episode and then we have like a Torah based like moral discussion. Oh, I want to be Jewish even Me more t- than I already do. Oh, let's get right We into didn't this. talk about this. I was talking to Mike about this when we were booking him when we when I was booking him and um, I confessed to him that uh, I secretly as a young child and as an adult woman always wanted to be Jewish. 100,000%. Part of which I think because I grew up in the valley um, and I grew up in a neighborhood that was predominantly Jewish and it wasn't until I was older did I learn that the neighborhood was nicknamed Little Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh, cool. <laughs> but I just always wanted to be like my friends. Yeah, I understand. And there is a lot of perks I witnessed from afar of yeah. being a Jew. Well, and you'd both like pass pretty easily. Like, do you ever get Thank asked? Thank you so like, much. Yeah. Everyone, I do. Is, everyone assumes <laughs> that I'm Jewish. My last name is Gertz. Everyone yeah. uh, thinks that I'm Jew. I mean, I and I don't correct them, which I think is um, going to be okay because I don't believe in a punishing God. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's something that I. I just don't correct if it comes up because I enjoy it. You know yeah. what? I don't correct what anyone assumes about me because I'm a mutt and I'll just take what I can get. So I'm like, if you think I'm Italian, if you think I'm Mexican, you're kind of right. If you think I'm Jewish, hell yeah, dog. Right. Yeah. Let's do this shit. What if we think you're Mormon? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> there are cool Mar- Mormons, though. You still get a planet, right? I get a planet, That's though. my understanding, yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, but that's yeah, My favorite people are the people who are always mistaken for Jewish because you get to see that look in their eyes. And sometimes it's fear when you say, hey, are you Jewish? Because they know you are and oh. they know you're gauging it off their reaction to like... <laughs> like, like how does this change our dynamic? Yeah, not necessarily an insult, but like what 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 about uh, our, our, our faith attracts you so? Like, I think we're, we're good humored. We're crusty clearly... Good humored. Yeah, it's all crusty, it's right? It's all crusty. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's to me like one of the reasons Krusty is actually like means something to me is he's a very conflicted Jew. And to me that's the best kind of Jew. Like I don't like anyone who knows all the words in Hebrew by heart to every prayer and like shows up to the uh Seder without thinking twice of it like those aren't my kinds of Jews my kinds Uh of Jews are like oh I'm late to the thing and I don't know it all the way and (laughs) maybe I should be bar mitzvah maybe not like that that struggle is Jewish yeah yeah absolutely I think what attracted me to it, I mean, as a child, there was definitely, uh, oh, they get to stay home from school because they've got some kind of holiday. They get eight Christmases. Wait a minute. (laughs) Back to back. Wait a minute. I I was into that. Um, But then growing up, I think because I am a mutt and um, I don't really have any kind of cultural traditions that Mm. my family observes I just thought it would be really cool to be in a club yeah (laughs) and it's an open and welcoming club it's not like a very dogmatic like believe this past the test yeah we get along you might need to go in like a little mikvah bath and like come out and like that's all you gotta do (laughs) that sounds refreshing yeah it's It's very hot in the valley yeah it's a matriarchy I always want to dip into a pool (laughs) I need it I didn't grow up with AC. Come on. Right. Come on. It's it's what's not to like about about the entire culture. <laughs> well, name some. You're struggling. It proves that there is nothing not to like. Yeah. Women are superior. Uh, there's an emphasis on education. Like, yeah. everything about it uh, tracks for me. I have met a lot of dope-ass rabbis. Yeah. Like, lady rabbis. A lot of cool rabbis. Yeah. Cool rabbis. Yeah. Uh, so this episode speaks to you uh, for that reason. However, yeah. there there uh, there is another season three episode that mm. almost has the same name. It was like yeah, we were confused for a second. <laughs> it was my father, my father the clown, my father, and the, my clown, father yeah. the clown. I assumed you had covered that. Have you not? We have not. No. Okay, I'll be back tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> All right. We yeah. won't be here, but that's <laughs> okay, fine. That's wonderful. Um, I was just wondering if there was something about uh, this episode in particular that jumps out to you more than maybe the season three when we first find out that Krusty is Jewish since that was kind of like maybe a given if you feed into stereotypes that everyone in Hollywood is Jewish but it is Springfield so you really couldn't know for sure yeah I think this is like I think it's more uh, this one's more of an adult Judaism where I think like the the one with his father is like very raw and it's like very father son conflict yeah Yeah. and like this one messes around with it and I was like I was hoping for a little more wisdom than I got. What I got was like three Mr. T. I pity the fool jokes, <laughs> but also uh, That's Rachel okay, Cohen, uh, Lisa's imaginary friend, which is yeah, like one of my favorite good. things. One of the funnier jokes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Allie. Yeah. Yowza. Uh, before we get too deep, what we like to do uh, for people that haven't seen this episode in a while, we like to recap them. Um, so here's our synopsis straight from the Wikipedes. Um, <laughs> Wikipedes. After Krusty admits he never had a bar mitzvah. He hires Homer to fill in as guest host on his show during the ceremony. <laughs> well, nice. really well it. That really says well nothing, summarized. Yeah, it says nothing of the completely misleading like puppy plot that takes up the first eight minutes. Yeah, so for those that haven't seen this episode in their lives, which was me until yesterday, uh-huh. or for people that have not seen it in a long time, which is what Julia always caters to in the Wikipedes. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. You bet. Felt so natural coming out of your mouth. Wikipedes. <laughs> um, what happens in this episode, like uh, you know, it's not uncommon for Simpsons to do this, but they're kind of like 
to Mr. X. The episode starts with the family all in line waiting for the bathroom. And then they find out that Maggie is in the bathroom and there's tons of danger because Homer has a coat hanger that he's using to try and like Jimmy the lock. And then that knocks over like knives and pills and all these things. And then... They end up managing to get her out because Lisa tries something more than once. Uh-huh. And then uh, they go to the door and then Dr. Hibbert shows up. And it's kind of like, why did they do this? Hmm. And then also, the you know, for me, it was kind of like, are we watching the right season? Because they used the original very long uh, theme song, which was right. kind of fun. You always know that you're getting less jokes when that happens. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was funny. I mean, less quantity, more quality. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so um, it, it, it is kind of funny just to see the very crudely drawn introduction and then go yeah. to the 2003 looking um, animation style, right. which is still not even anywhere close to where it is in 2017. Yeah. What and a what long it will show. be in the future. <laughs> it's so weird to me. How is it? Did you, do you, did we talk about this um, previously about like their plans of how they're going to animate the show in the future? No. Oh. Do you know? Um, I heard something about it being. I don't know. I'm I'm going to butcher this. It, it's something about it being a little bit more digitally than what we know right now. Allie is closing her eyes. Allie is <laughs> taking a nap. Allie is crumbling into her chair the on the floor. And the Allie's yeah. turning into a puddle, like <laughs> puddle, like the secret world of Alex Mack. Uh, <laughs> I turn into a gelatinous cube, just like uh, or gelatinous glob, just like in Spinal Tap. How all the drummers yeah, die. Absolutely. Let's get all our references that we can. <laughs> I like other things. Yeah. I, I won't <laughs> let this show define me. Not to stray too much from what we were just talking about, but uh, on Twitter the other day. Have you heard Twitter.com? Yeah. Um, I was in a conversation back and forth with my friend Sam Charrington about um, forming a bracket of um, fictional movie and TV bands. And of course, Spinal Tap dominates every single time. It's the number one. It's hard. Alien was in there, though, too, from Gilmore Girls. That's pretty good. But they're just... Listen... They're just a shitty cover band, Alley. So it's not just a clever name. <laughs> anyway, that's a little Wayne's World for you. Yeah. Um, little I, Wayne's World for you here, a little Gilmore Girls for you there. We're all over the place. Yeah, which podcast am I on? I don't know. Okay. We're um, feeling weird. This is Gilmore Guys Girls, right? Yeah. 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 Gilmore Guys and Girls yeah. in the pizza place. <laughs> so I had not heard that about the animation. Um, it... Uh, you know, it makes me crumble a little bit, but that's fine. It's not my Simpsons anymore. It's for other people. Yeah. It's they our get to Simpsons. have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with that, I mean, so this isn't like um, a super recent episode, but it's a more recent episode. And how would you like, what do you feel when you watch this in comparison to, say, a season six? Because that yeah. was part of your preference. Well, to me, like what what this uh, feels like is college where like before we had an every Simpsons ever marathon, I Napstered all of the Simpsons episodes Napstered. and then put them in an iTunes smart playlist so that I could watch them in precise rotation. Mm-hmm. So it would like uh, queue up to the least recently watched one. Mm-hmm. And so that like season 11 to 17 range where like there's some delightful jokes but the plots are just like way all over the place like yeah. I kind of I kind of really love it like I don't like 
I don't complain that it like like lost its way really. I just appreciate like whatever I get. It's a cool show. It's still on. Like yeah, yeah. I feel similarly. Also, real quick, you Napstering everything and uploading it in a very tech savvy way. You're a very specific kind of person. Yeah, and I know a lot of you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm you, one of those. You are on par with like seven other uh, friends of mine who've done the same exact thing, yeah. and I love them so much. Well, but to me, it's like it doesn't. My my desk isn't precise. It only extends to Simpsons rotation episodes that's the only thing that i'm like actually priorities but off of what you were saying yeah i mean for for me i've always felt like later simpsons episodes uh, what what can you do with a show that has already done so much that has already told so many stories that has already told so many core stories and touched upon the backstory of almost every character yeah so you know you have a little fun yeah that's what you you bring out the simpsons guide in the episode absolutely so funny i (laughs) okay for those that don't remember this it's so funny because i'm such i'm so their target audience we're watching this episode as i said dr hibbert comes and he reveals that santa's little helper um had sex with his dog to put it as clearly as i can fornicated yeah great (laughs) had sex with some dogs and so we have like a new litter of puppies and by the way i was so tired last night that i was watching it with my boyfriend nick and i was like kittens and i was like oh no i'm really tired (laughs) um but uh he comes in with these puppies and I said very angrily just like they already did this and then um, and then Lisa is just like wait we already had like we already had this happen and she pulls out the the old old Simpsons guide yeah we now have the giant red ones that cover like the last like 25 years yeah and this was the one that I think was like one through ten mm-hmm. um it was a very cute nod and it made me forgive them yeah it's, yeah it's a definite retcon but they sort of did it in an honest way that seems to be like the general attitude of like modern Simpsons writers and we got that a little bit with Matt Selman when he was on but it seems to be this consensus of hey we know yeah exactly like yeah. hey we know right. we're doing the best we can <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they are. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, uh, specifically for that recent Halloween episode that wasn't a Trias of Horror. That was like artistic. And before that, the Trias of Horror, I think just the year previously, was a very artistic take, too. It just got very cinematic. So it's like, well, what can you do? You can you can take a risk and be a little bit more creative with it. Yeah. You know? And like this isn't even later Simpsons. This is like now mid-range Simpsons. Yeah, but what right. I would think of as later Simpsons. Yeah. Same. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Um, so we get the puppies and then here's what kind of sets the whole episode up is we have a little scene of um, the Simpson children uh, going out and trying to pawn off these puppies. And we get some really cute moments with like Snake, mm-hmm. who is just like uh, pretty much holding them up like with a gun. Yeah. And just being like, I'm going to take this puppy. She's like, well, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, that's what we want. Um, and then he has his evil laugh with a cute little mwah, like kissing it. <laughs> yeah. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we end up at Krusty's house and... Uh, they have a cute little bond and immediately uh, you see where the episode is going because because Krusty says just like, oh, look, you took me to like this old Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. Great. Do we Which see the dog again West in Hollywood. the episode at all? No, the dog no. never comes back. <laughs> we don't need it. Like, and you <laughs> could at least have it on the podium. At the, yeah. They could have or ended with a little... I, w- I yeah. woke up thinking about like, what happened to the dog? But it's okay. <laughs> you, lead, you lead a magical life. <laughs> 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 That's your biggest stress. Um, my 
my uh, all my credit cards and Gmail accounts and everything were hacked over uh, this week, oh. uh, and I still woke up thinking about like, but what about the dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, because there are you know provisions that have been set forth to you know help with that. There are entire teams that can but, help me locate my card, but who could help me locate this dog? Certainly not the writers. They Just my dreams. Just your dreams. You have to do a podcast about it. That's We're doing it now is what yeah. you have to do about it. Yeah. Well, I so I love that Jewish neighborhood that he walks through. It reminds me a lot of um, the Fairfax neighborhood in West Hollywood, and uh, I'm sure that's what they modeled it after. And then we find the Jewish Walk of Fame, which has a lot of really fun jokes. Um and, you know, of course, Krusty's like looking for his own little star and he's coming across all these other people, Sandy Koufax, um, Jerry Lewis, and then Lamb Chop. That's that made funny. me laugh so hard. Why is Lamb Chop a Jew? Why not? I love that Lamb Chop is Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um Really quickly, just because I forgot, there I I'm looking at my notes and I'm a very poor note taker. I write things that I think will make sense to me, and then the next day, without fail, I'm always just like, "Why did I write Santa's little helper is horny tonight?" <laughs> and uh, the reason is horny. <laughs> the reason is is before um, they're just like, "Well, he was neutered. What happened?" And we find out that Homer takes Santa's little helper on like a cute little joy ride before he goes mm-hmm. and like hires a dog prostitute they go see like adult films That's it's fun. such a bizarre but cute little moment of just like homer would get along with this dog in a way that's like very like yeah. i know they're both dogs it's yeah, very it's cute a, it's a guy thing yeah <laughs> it's a guy that's, thing. that's another trademark of later simpsons episodes where it's like why not let's <laughs> <laughs> well, also like it, it showed my least favorite genre of jokes which is the fake porno titles mm-hmm. but now they're dog pornos oh yeah yeah so we have On Golden Retriever yeah which I understand is a joke on On Golden Pond but I don't know what movie that is because there wasn't a dog breed that rhymed with pond well, well yeah but like but also but also yeah to yeah, your point when I watch these like episodes with the kids <laughs> I realize oh like The Simpsons has always made references to like things like Citizen Kane right. that I didn't know and I now know through The Simpsons. Yeah. So like, but yeah, what's on Golden Pond? Do we know? Is that a movie? I do not know. Listeners. That's where they lost you? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I want to know what that movie is and I want to know what the plot is. So it might be something that's just very early 2000s, uh, much like uh, Slim Fast. Yeah. Krusty right. is at his house and he's he's just like, should I drink champagne or Slim Fast and mixes them together? Yeah. And I was just like, I completely forgot that that was like the biggest thing. Yeah. Slim Fast? Slim Fast was... Baby, it still is. The biggest thing. Is it still? <laughs> well, uh, now, now they market it to men and call it Soylent. So that's what... Uh, yeah. They have You're new right. flavors now. Oh, You're I know. right. They have coffee. They have nectarine. I saw the ad last no, night while boy, watching boy. this episode. Boy, it's boy. just nectar. It's not nectarine. Oh, it's just nectar? It's just called nectar, and I spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out what it tasted like, and nectar was the conclusion. That's so funny. I feel like Soylent does appeal particularly to men. Yeah, well, it's yeah. for gamers that don't want to get up. Yeah, yeah, and, like and Mike Mayfield. Guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and me. Yeah. Uh, and they Alan. have uh, they have a Soylent truck at our work that sometimes pops by, and uh, I've been known to to gulp a bunch. Gulp a bunch. <laughs> gulp a bunch. Um, Get on down with your bad you self. Gulp a bunch, Allie. You deserve it. Uh, one joke that I did I did like was that when Krusty drinks the cocktail of champagne and slim fast, he says, "Boy, that really passes the time." <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, there's, I mean, in 2003, I mean, it's, it's 
technically, I guess, not that far away, but it does feel, or maybe, I, I mean the reverse, it's technically a little far away, but it feels like <laughs> just yesterday. Oh, man, I was 12, so to me, it's just like, oh, God, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I even realized I should have been wearing a sports bra this entire time. <laughs> like, it was a bad, weird, awkward time and in my life. you're still struggling with that <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, so we've, we, uh, we find out that Krusty's not technically Jewish because he never had a bar mitzvah, and he learned this through his father. Yeah. And or actually, he, sorry, he goes to the um, the society. The head of um, the Jewish Walk of Fame, right? Yes. Where the yeah. chosen get chosen. Where the yeah. chosen get chosen. And uh, he says this great line, uh, which is like, I thought I was a self-hating Jew, but it turns out I'm just an anti-Semite. And then Rainier Wolfcastle comes back. We have so much to discuss. I know, yeah. There's, that kills doesn't me. does come back again later? Well, because like, remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger's uncle maybe being a Nazi was the biggest Nazi we had to worry about in government? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that was like such a quaint, like distant problem. Mm. Now we got the direct guys. I know. I, oh. I long for that moment. In, I long for any moment in history that is not the current. <laughs> yeah. um, so we get this uh, this kind of chat. Oh, by the way, really quickly, I just think it's so funny um, that like Lisa and Bart just happen to be walking around this Jewish neighborhood and run into Krusty. Yeah. It's so funny. Why and, not? Uh, it, it just makes me think so much about what Josh Weinstein said back in the day uh, when we had him on the show, which was um, how they just really wanted to be able to focus on side characters, but they were kind of limited in that it's a, it's about the Simpsons. So we always have to have the Simpsons kind of be the start of everything. Right, yeah. right, And it right. felt so much just like they really could have just had it be a cool Krusty episode and they weren't able to at the time. Yeah. Right. It always it, interests me. Yeah, same here. And and it also reminds me of um, the spinoff showcase, you know, where they uh, Troy McClure, I think, has that line where it's like, and and Chief Wiggum will run into his best friends, <laughs> the Simpsons. And then they force them in yeah. in so many really fun, clunky ways, you know, at Mardi Gras wearing those big hats or the big head things. And it feels similar to that when they just happen upon Krusty in well, the neighborhood. I always wish they'd go back to the joke they had for the first few seasons. Seasons, which is that Krusty and Mr. Burns never remember The Simpsons. Krusty because he's a celebrity. Right, like, yeah. He has to be reminded, like, oh, the boy who saved your life, like, who's the head of your fan club, who's the, yeah. And I guess I kind of dropped that with Krusty, huh? Yeah. Do they drop that with Mr. Burns? No. No, right? they keep that with Mr. Burns, yeah. but with Krusty... I agree. It's there's something very charming about Bart being so enamored and and closely connected to Krusty and him just being so big that yeah. you couldn't remember him. Yeah, and I feel like Bart kind of thrives and is and has a very mature response to the fact that Krusty doesn't remember him. It like speaks to an awareness of how fame <laughs> works and it doesn't kill his admiration of right. him. That's something that I want to shine a line on. Not a lot of other kids. What what is he eight? Yeah. Um, not not a lot of eight-year-olds could have that kind of awareness about the world. Um, yeah. Not a lot of grown adults have that awareness. They're <laughs> yeah. just like, um, so-and-so didn't respond to my tweet, and it's just like, oh, Lord. Are you subtweeting someone in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking about? I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Oh, I don't uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we have this moment with uh, with Krusty's dad and Krusty where they're kind of talking about, like, you didn't have the bar mitzvah, and the reason was Krusty's dad was worried that uh, Krusty would make a big joke out of it. And oh, that's um, pretty good explanation. He says, uh, you know, it's not my job to make kids laugh. And Barch is like, yes, it is. You're a clown. Uh, <laughs> and I forget what it is that leads up to this where Krusty's asking, like, is this Kasher? <laughs> it's Kasher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the Jewish imaginary friend, if you'd yes, like to speak Rachel to this Cohen. moment. Oh, yes. No, well, I just, I love, it, it speaks well to Lisa that she has a somewhat, like, 
plain and boring imaginary friend mm-hmm. who's like very realistic and just got into Brandeis. Like wonderful, yeah. love it absolutely. Very, yeah. I love that Krusty's dad is, uh, is pleased to find out that Lisa's imaginary friend got into the college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, wonderful. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> congratulate you. So I want to speak just for a second about uh, we have a really great itchy and scratchy episode in this episode um, that is the super Jewish itchy and scratchy episode huh. where yeah. it's a brisk on wrong, yeah. which is a joke which that ends feels up as a so wedding. natural. Ends up a Mouseltoff. Those are the only notes I wrote. I went bris Mouseltoff. <laughs> right. It's so good. Uh, with the itchy and scratchy uh, thing, right after they show this very, very weird, violent uh, cartoon that includes, you know, some Jewish keywords, like buzzwords, <laughs> yeah. um, it, you know, it's still violent and it's still itchy and scratchy. And then they cut to Krusty and he's just like, and that's what I believe in now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And the, and the kids are very confused, right? Well, also, like, the kids just sort of scream yay at everything. Oh, that's like, right. Like, that's they're right. just like very, he's like, I'm embracing my faith. And they're like, yay! Yay! <laughs> Actually, I kind of like that consistency with uh, the kid audience. There's something about, we haven't really talked about how funny that and loyal yeah. that kid audience is for it the Krusty is. the Clown show they just will hang on his every word right. and you know never disagree and seem to also have an awareness about adult life that yeah. is beyond that of a young child <laughs> and there's still like the, I, I looked and there's like still this girl who has like weird sunglasses eyes oh, that are like yeah. the pointy eyes I'm like what about like where for out there a pointy eyed girl hey don't ruin perfection you know <laughs> yeah. that's what they started out with in season one drawing right. and that's what they'll do until their dying day yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, so we get to this point where um, because Krusty is spending all this time like learning these important things about his faith and background and preparing for his bar mitzvah he has to place um, himself and get uh, get someone that's not better than Krusty because he's afraid that they will steal the show from him. And Marge suggests John Stewart, yeah. which is so great to me. What does Marge she say is about horned him? up over John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. How could it. you not be? Yeah. She's V-horny. Um, she says something like, everyone's uh, son... But everyone's, what is it? I couldn't even remember. I was just so overjoyed that Marge is a fan of his because it it completely rounds out my love of her. Yeah. It's just like, of course you would because smart moms <laughs> love Jon Stewart. Yeah. Especially I... when he was, you know, he's pretty young then too. Um, that was probably pretty good Jon Stewart. Oh, yeah. That's good peak Jon Stewart. Yeah. I mean, my favorite Jon Stewart is... Uh, is like when he talks about um, 9-11 like he's so emotional and he's it really is my favorite clip on the internet yeah, yeah. it's so he does it so well and I, I recommend that everyone rewatches it I know it sounds like crass I'm not saying no. and I and no, I but, also love 9-11 no no I, I was just uh, it, it hit for me because I was reading like some weird BuzzFeed list of people's gross sexual fantasies or whatever oh, no. and this one woman was like I just want to have sex with a man who's crying uh, and like I'm Mr. Like always, constantly emotionally open. Like I can't stop crying, really. But like that, that would be a turn on, or like just the vulnerability of it. I think is like is really attractive and cool. But yeah, I also just want Marge to have sexual agency. She I does, wonder, yeah. She, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she likes the the tennis player and the brawny guy. Like, <laughs> um, th- there's also a joke right before this um, that. Uh, Krusty is trying to say that he's not going to have time for all this stuff, mm. even with the uh, and gestures to his nose, implying wow. cocaine. Yeah. Uh, in a kid's cartoon, that's something that definitely would have gone over my head at 12 if I yeah. had seen it. And, uh, you know, he points to his nose, talk about cocaine, and then he's just like, you know, pretty flowers, the <laughs> way they smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I think... Uh, 
it's always maybe been implied that Krusty was on cocaine, but that was like very much like really laid it out there. Like yeah. he does a long snort. Is do you think it's too much? Is it too hitting it on the <laughs> nose, um, <laughs> so to speak, for him to be so blatant about it? I think so, but I mean, it's also like I kind of said I've said before, like despite being like such a lover of The Simpsons, like this just isn't my era of The Simpsons, right. so. I don't really have, um, like, the criticism for it in the way that I would if it were, like, an earlier episode, I guess. Because right, right. for me, it's kind of just like, l- listen, my, do- my daughter went to college. I can't judge what she puts on Instagram anymore. Like, she's not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Thought. <laughs> Man, that we're just flashed. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so we get Homer hosting the show, and it, it's a disaster at first. And it's very funny because he brings his best friends at the time. It's Mo and Lenny and Carl mm-hmm. and... That's it. And uh, disco stew. Disco, disco later, 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 yeah, later. At first, it's them, and uh, they don't know what to talk about. And Lisa just kind of says, "Like you should just talk about something captivating." And they just start kind of ranting about small stuff, the kind of stuff that would make construction workers go like, "Yeah, like, I know he's there, really got it." There are two lines that I really, really love in in this scene. So he introduces Lenny as three time juror, which That's is so, so funny. Um, and then also when we see that construction guy listening or watching um, the show, he goes, he leans out and and Cat calls a woman, "Hey, baby, you looking for a good time?" Go home. Turn on your television to Channel 6. And she goes, hey, thanks. <laughs> hey, thanks. I will. <laughs> um, one of the lines, I think, in that moment, what the construction workers are so into is oh, Carl yeah. um, saying, like, uh, how come they're always playing all these same oldies? <laughs> oh, we need yeah. some new oldies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we do, and we do now, and we do. I don't know if you've listened to classic rock lately, but they are playing Nirvana, Nirvana, and Foo, and Fighters. Foo Fighters. It blows my it's mind. Not good. Um, to, to show <laughs> how much uh, success this um, channel is getting, uh, we show that there's a, a woman who's having twins, um, and she's just like, "I don't care. Let's put on the Homer show," and we right. get we get a good sense that the show is getting huge, um, which maybe is a commentary on TV and how boring talk shows. Are, but everyone Ooh. loves it, especially um, once that occurs at four p.m. Yeah, and would it kill them to have Hibbert to be like, "Oh, I'm so happy I don't have that dog anymore." Like, they want to bring the dog back. <laughs> like, bring the why. dog back, just Allie in the background or something. Yeah, bring the dog. Yeah, because well, they, <laughs> they do the it. Like, there's that one episode where they go to the rainforest, and it starts with like the grocer strike. Or like a badger, and the badger just pops yeah. up again once, and they're like, That's "Get out of here!" <laughs> like, so you just need that little nugget. It's sort of a little bit, yeah. I got it. I so, got it. Uh, Lenny um, asks if he could get like a um, cost of living. Uh, raise, which yes. by the way is like a three percent raise. It's like the smallest amount that you could ask for. But it's so funny and specific. <laughs> it is it's just a livable wage yeah. is all that I require. And he's fired immediately. Mm-hmm. And um, then they replace him with Barney. And Barney says something about like the room being too cold. And then they replace him with Disco <laughs> Stew, who's just like Disco Stew knows his place. Yes. Yeah. And then there's. I'm sorry, but the weirdest and worst line I've ever heard in The Simpsons, which was just Marge watching TV and saying, like, Homer's gone like crazy with power. Maybe now he'll buy the thing that goes under the rug. 
And I'm just like, what are you saying, Marge? Yeah. What are you saying? I she improvised like that line. That was like the next <laughs> level of like, because for me, uh, like I, I just moved in with my girlfriend and now I have in-unit laundry. Mm-hmm. Like I think Marge always has the humblest hopes. So she wants padding that goes under carpet. Like oh, she wants yeah. slightly softer carpet. I, I understand the want for like having a, a protectant thing for under your rug. I have one too. But what does this have to do with Homer being in power? I understand the mechanics mechanics of the joke. Please I mean, off of me. what you were saying, yeah. that Marge, her the, her wildest dreams, if she was given a million dollars, would not be to go on a trip around the world or buy a yacht. It would be to get, you know, insulation totally. in the house or something, something lame. So I think that what they were trying to do is take one part something lame, one part commenting on what is happening, um, and then try to fuse them together to sort of advance the plot in that way. I give it a D. I give it a D. Well, I mean, I don't understand why Marge has to be the one to comment on his rise. I agree. It was just out of place and weird and bad. I was like, I was so shocked by it. Maybe there's a running list of like like Marge's small hopes and they just like ran into the room and like pulled one off the, right, right, right. Off the wall. It could have. But it does, you're right, it doesn't again, make sense. Again, it feels like the, the yeah. small hopes make sense. Right. I understand Marge is a, a, you know, I totally get it. I just don't, it didn't fit. It was just weird. Right. Um, and if I could just go on another rant about Please things do. that yeah. don't. Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> Not even about The Simpsons. There's just a moment. Oh, I'm so sorry. But everybody who's watching Love, there's one weird moment that jumps out to me. And I need to tell somebody about it. And I've got this nice microphone in front of me. Yeah. You've got this platform. Use what it. are we going to do? We're not stopping you. <laughs> so basically, in Love, uh, as soon. I won't spoil Netflix any. Netflix is Love. Netflix, Netflix is Love. Netflix series entitled Love. Um, as soon uh, as Mickey and Gus are talking. And they look like they're maybe at Dinosaur Coffee. They're at a coffee place. And uh, they don't really finish the conversation. And Gus just kind of like jauntily walks out of the venue. Uh-huh. And it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I'll have to look up where it is. <laughs> the like way you did that. Does he you... stand up or walk and look he... walk? Or... So they're sitting down at a coffee place. Uh-huh. They don't say like, all right, goodbye. I'll see you. He just gets up and <laughs> leaves. And it's not... It's not to make a point. Right. It's truly 100%. I bet you $1,000. They just forgot to capture him saying, all right, I'll see you later. Right, right, right. And it's so funny to me that I watched it three times. That said, I can't remember the name of the episode, but I will tweet it and I will try and find a video of it because it's so bizarre. Right. Like really has been messing with my brain. Two things. So that reminds me a lot about uh, what a lot of people complain about with like TV and movies of people never say bye on the phone. (laughs) Get out of here. But then that also the way that you described it and then your body was you guys didn't see this, but uh, I did. And so did Mike. Um, Your body was moving in kind of like a bippity boppity sachet. Jaunty. Jaunty, which is one of my favorite words. Um, It kind of felt like a reverse my favorite or one of my favorite moments of The Simpsons um, where it's an earlier episode. Homer opens the door to the house, struts in, (laughs) boop, 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 turns to Marge and goes, sup, Marge? (laughs) That's it. That's it. Apropos of nothing. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite moments. Wow. I feel like I bring up that clip and post it online as a response to whatever as much as um, that one clip from uh, when they go to the car show. Do you come with the car? Oh, you. (laughs) Whenever somebody pays me a really, really big compliment in an email chain, I'll just 
I'll drop that clip in there. <laughs> oh, you? I think that's great. <laughs> it's great. It summarizes everything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll speak to the reality of, of the love scene, though, because I did have a goodbye-less interaction yesterday, which is oh. I, I met up with my ex-girlfriend to uh, for her to sign the check for the security deposit we were getting back from the apartment she left me in. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she signed the check and then we had that moment where we were standing there and she like just looked at a cat in the distance. She was like, oh, that's Mr. Peepers. And like the conversation was just just winding itself down. And so I just backed myself out of Into the conversation. A bush. You know, like I just backed out and walked <laughs> away. And she was like, yeah, OK. Maybe I know they it. were referencing a real life moment like that. Yeah. I promise you. The direction was bad. It was the direction was bad because if they were trying to go for awkward, uh, they failed. Right. And if they're trying to go for anything that wasn't what they did, it's the weird. It's just weird. Yeah. And I need people to be on my side. Right. Uh, I need side. it. We believe that you. Being said, <laughs> I'm crying. That being said, <laughs> former or previous guest on our podcast, Mike Mitchell, is prominently featured in this season of Love, and I love. Every moment he's on screen. He's fantastic. He's so good. He's so good. I know. Holy shit. I had no idea how great of an actor he was. He's fantastic. Yeah. One of the best parts of the whole show. So go watch it. Can, and then I listen plug to my Doughboys. girlfriend's recaps? Absolutely. <laughs> Mike's girlfriend recaps it on AV Club. Yeah, Jenny Jaffe is doing it for Vulture. Oh, uh, sure, she's recapping yeah. it. So like save save the trouble of watching the show just, and just read through her writing. It's brilliant. Uh, me tell me you. if I get brought up. I haven't read them. But yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's great. <laughs> Vulture's recaps just in general. That's a high bar. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite, not to completely derail, um, but when the TV show Smash was on, on NBC, you guys remember? Do no. you guys remember? I remember Paul F. Tompkins the making TV a constant Smash. joke about it. Oh, man, I loved that show so much because it was just... Oh, it was all over the place. Um, it was a show about uh, a fictional production of a Broadway musical about Marilyn Monroe's life, and um, Catherine McPhee was in it. Um, it was great. But Rachel Shukert wrote the recaps for Vulture. Mm-hmm. They were so good, they yeah. got turned into a goddamn book. Oh. That's, that's, that's the, the level. Dream. That's the level of Vulture's recap. So yeah. go and read Rachel Schuchert's if you want to learn about uh, Smash. Go and read Jenny's. Yeah, I'm sure they're great. Yeah, I'm sure it starts and getting existential. Love. Yeah, go watch Love. Absolutely. But then to go back to the boring ass Simpsons. Oh, this cartoon show we love so much. We. Uh, so basically, the show has gone so well um, that Krusty is going to get fired. And this guy that I think we've seen at least someone that looks just like him, or maybe they use this guy before who has like a ponytail, looks just like an agent, um, says like. It's you know, not Mac Parker. It's not Mac Parker. No. Just to be clear. it And you might think it was. Which is Troy McClure's agent, voiced yes. by Jeff Goldblum. And yes, is Lindsay Nagel in there, too? Because she's usually like the stand-in corporate woman. I'm yeah. pretty positive. Yeah. Um, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Mm-hmm. But she, so he comes in and he's about to fire Krusty and he's giving the explanation. And then who I think is that woman says just like, you're not doing it fast enough. You're fired, too. Yeah, that's And uh, then they both hug each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a sweet little moment. I think at the top of that scene, mm-hmm. it has one of my favorite Krusty moments where they all walk in. They're like, Krusty. And he goes, hey, 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 hey. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, what's uh, going on? That's I had so to cute. keep myself from doing that the second I got on the podcast. Ah! I just wanted to be like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> yeah it's sort of a we do ahoy hoy mm-hmm. on, on our Twitter.com. Have you heard uh, of Twitter.com? Um, and I feel similar to that when I'm like really writing a tweet really quick, like, ahoy hoy, everyone. Okay, it's a business. <laughs> it's fun. Um, I, I encourage people to do it at home. Have fun, everybody. Uh, we get this moment where um, Wiggum brings Ralph by to 
to get an autograph. And uh, we have a cute little Homer's dumb, Ralph is dumb. They both write backwards letters. Moment. Yeah. And um, then we have all these fantasies that if anyone would like to pick up from here and explain them, mm-hmm. it's it's some Abe Lincoln fun. <laughs> yeah. Would either of you like to describe it? I feel like I'm not equipped. Mike, well, take like, it away. Yeah, so Homer, like, just, he dreams of, like, unlimited power, and then he immediately goes and stops the Lincoln assassination. Yes. And then later stops the Kennedy assassination with Lincoln. <laughs> and it, like, yes. just becomes uh, Homer and Abe time cops. I want to see that show. Oh, yeah. Or that movie. Well, anything that's occurring just in Homer's head, I think, in any season works. Like, yeah. Sideshow Mel works in any season, and Homer's internal monologue or fantasies. Do you think there's a supercut online of all Homer's fantasies? Make it if there isn't. Make, Make it. it if there isn't. <laughs> um, so, we... Uh, we see that Krusty is failing to pitch shows. Like he keeps coming up with really bad reality TV shows. Just like I'm going to live with a family that's poor and then make fun of them and like stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so good. And um, they're not for it. <laughs> and uh, then he realizes like, well, what if I have like a, my bar mitzvah televised? Which of course, if you remember uh-huh. from the beginning, is exactly what Krusty's dad was saying he would do. Yeah. And uh, we get this really fun. Like, all these different things, including Mr. T, which is what you talked about at the top of the episode. Yeah. But then we also get the Beach Boys experience. Oh, oh boy. Wow. I laughed out loud at um, the parody that they did of this. They What's the original song called? Kokomo, right? Yeah. They made Kokomo all Jewish puns. And yeah. it's so funny. What um, a fun day in the writer's room. Let's play that clip. And uh, What a great clip. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That was so fun. I loved it. Yeah. I had fun. Yeah. Um. So, uh, if there are any moments from, like, this that you want to talk about, please do. Mr. T or anything. Um, I have, like, well, because I think it was very checkboxy in in terms of making fun of Judaism, which I'm fine with because it's a crusty episode. It's very shticky. Uh, But I do have a a strange bit of Judaica they didn't touch on. Ooh, Judaica, my new favorite word. Yes, (laughs) Yes. continue. (laughs) Which is, uh, (laughs) it's not just turning 13 that you're eligible for your bar mitzvah. It's turning 13 and having two pubic hairs. Good. That's that's that written. That Jews wrote that down. You I remember. Fe- I've been feeling funny about that for nigh on this, ten years. You know what? I just figured out why I really want to be Jewish. Mm-hmm. G- being a Jew, Jews are freaks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of? Well, what that's the hell another kind podcast that? for me to go into that. What the stuff? hell kind of rule is that? Yeah, it's very. You pervy rabbis! It's very, Get very out strange. Of here. Who's yeah. counting? Who's counting? Who pubes? wrote that, Moses? I don't know, but I, I just, I, I'm always amused by the idea that like one pubic hair, it's a one-off. Like anyone can have that weird <laughs> yeah, hair that's, that's just, like that could be from your cat. What is it? Yeah, but two. You yeah. gotta earn the two. Yeah. I don't like that. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> cat pubes? I don't. Not a stray cat hair. Not Allie. a stray cat. A home cat. Your <laughs> okay. cat. Listen. Why am I under? Why am I under fire? Yeah. <laughs> I'm disagreeing. Um, that's really funny. Yeah, and I think to to bridge the gap of disgust, like the, I love the line of Krusty calling Lisa a sweet little shiksa, and then immediately saying he has a prostate the size of a goat's head. Yeah. <laughs> like like he's got this like hustler, like sh- schlocky, sticky mentality that like to me, uh, that speaks to my soul in such in such a great yeah, way. Yeah, there's something about I mean like the duplicity of Krusty in. In, in when we see him interact with children and adults and having like no barrier between those two personalities, he's very fluid between them. So he 
can be caring and, you know, aware and, and like, you know, showing, I don't know, showing a kindness toward a child and then immediately say something that's really inappropriate that could scar them potentially for life. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I love that unfiltered part of his personality and I think that that's what attracts a lot of people to him. And that's what makes him who he is because he's based vaguely on Jerry Lewis and other people and yeah. they are known for the same thing. Well, I was thinking about that earlier too in terms of like, I think Krusty is somewhat based on local cable access clowns. Like, I yeah. think every town used to have a clown, but Krusty's yeah. also nationally famous. We talked about this actually um, in Just the episode recently, yeah. with uh, Jesse Thorne that he was based on a clown that Matt Groening watched um, growing up, and his name was something along the lines of like Rust, like Rusty, Rusty Buckets, or something. <laughs> yeah, let me double check this because it was such a weird thing. But uh, while I look that up, tell us about the Mr. T jokes. Oh, the, oh no, there was just like there was just three of them. There was three <laughs> jokes, and I pity the fool. There was. Um, <laughs> I pity the shul. Yes. And then the, the the episode, and it was him not saying I pity the fool, and yeah. then the episode closed on I pity the fool who didn't bring an envelope. Which, Beautiful. Like, I don't know how many bar and bat mitzvahs you guys have been in or how understood it is that I people hand over envelopes, been. but it's not like... You never? I was invited. I know. This is the This is like the big chip I have on my shoulder as an adult woman. I grew up with so many Jewish friends, and I grew up in... Little Jerusalem, and they were all, they were, they were all around me all the time. This is wrong. Allie's still crying for some reason. I I never got an invite to a bar mitzvah. Uh I got an invite once to a bat mitzvah. But it wasn't the same. No, I I couldn't go to that. I couldn't go to that. But I was a little bummed that I didn't get invited as much. Just from a statistical standpoint, I was like, wow, the numbers game for that was really strong. And somehow I found, you know, the exception. Wow. Yeah. Well, I th- I think you'll definitely score an invite to my girlfriend's bot mitzvah when she Thank has you one. So, so that much. yeah. But still, according your girlfriend to the... is twelve. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it's, no, it's... <laughs> she, no, she's gonna have a cool crusty bar mitzvah is with she? the same with also Mr. T. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, or the thing from the Fantastic Four. Adult bar I mitzvahs approve. are the shit. Like I'm sorry, I had. Mine is that already. a trend? I uh, I feel it, like that is. It should be like I think it's fun. Yeah, like, my sister when she turned thirty contemplated. I guess you know what she did do this, but I wasn't there. Um, she did a double quinceanera. Wow. Yeah, uh, and That's I think good. I think as far as that went, that theme was um, she had a pinata. She didn't do <laughs> she didn't do that whole like ask thirty seven of your friends to do a dance thing that they do at quinceañeras, but um, she had a pinata. So. That's a thing. My mom oh, hired yeah. a bunch there's of flamenco cultures? dancers. <laughs> yeah, there's other color dancers. Jesus, my mom had for her sixtieth birthday had like a very uh, Mexican themed party, uh-huh. and she hired a bunch of really cool flamenco dancers. Cool. It was very fun. Nice. It felt kind of like because you know most of my friends. Mexican or Vietnamese because Long Beach is largely um, both of those. Yeah, and uh, I always got to go to, to the most fun parties. It made white parties very dull yeah. <laughs> compared. It's uh, not as good. My sweet sixteen was the opposite of everything that's been discussed. It was me and my friend Taylor. We went to a uh, and my mom. We went to one of those Brazilian meat 
uh, houses. I did one of those. Way before I uh, turned vegan. Um, and all I wanted for my birthday, for my sweet 16, <laughs> was bottomless meat. Yes. yes. And I remember walking into the restaurant and my friend going to the salad bar and I said, that's a fool's game. <laughs> Get over here. Aww. We yeah. were the same type of meat eater before we, yeah. we stopped eating that completely. Um, so, uh, do you have any stray... Oh, by the way, it's Rusty Nails. Rusty Such Nails. Such a creepy Ew. name for a we were, we like, were That's close. literally stay away kids is yeah. what Rusty Nails says to me. There yeah. is a restaurant in Ohio called Rusty Buckets ah, that is just, of. it feels like a euphemism for sex. Hell yeah. Oh. Anyway, you were saying, Mike. Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, never mind. Please say something. Please say oh, okay. something. Fill the void. Uh, well, also, well, I think the, the real note that hit for me, there was another joke that kept coming to mind because uh, I do my seventh grade uh, Simpsons class in a youth group, but I also teach first and second grade Hebrew school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am in charge of teaching these children Hebrew. I do not speak Hebrew. Uh, I know the letters and how to sound them out. And there's a uh, a Simpsons episode where Marge talks about teaching piano lessons. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, mom, you don't you don't play piano. And she goes, just got to stay one lesson ahead of the kid. <laughs> that's great. Which is like, I think that's teaching in itself is that like yes. you just have to know just a little bit more. I started teaching recently, yeah. like teaching, teaching before I, I would just do, you know, stuff. I would just do stuff with kids. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, no, rusty I used, buckets. Uh, rusty buckets. No, I, I, I run a, um, a program at a sleepaway camp for kids uh, where we do comedy writing and I do other stuff. But I just started teaching recently at the college level and um, ooh, wow, the biggest immediate realization I had was just how much my teachers growing up were phoning it in. Oh, totally. And how you kind of have to. But that, but that, that's not... At the end of the day, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm very much not the crafty, prepared teacher who has things laid out. Like, yeah. I usually come in with like construction paper and a whiteboard, and I'm like, if I can't do it with this, I can't do it with anything. Right. But like, yeah, and to realize like the all the teachers you thought were cool were also like flipping through their notes like two yeah, minutes before class. Yeah, yeah, that's stuff. what I mean. It's yeah. not, it's not that I'm I I didn't want to paint a picture, you guys, of no. me walking in and just like making shit up as I go along. But there is a, a percentage of that, and that also reminds me of when I taught um, I taught improv to kids at one point in my life, and I'm not an improviser. Yeah. So that was definitely just like fucking around, yeah. and well, trying that, to stay one step ahead. To me, I am a million times better at teaching improv than doing it because really? teaching improv like you like all the all the kids you're dealing with have seen a million TV shows and like yeah. they sort of innately know how to how a scene is supposed to work but when it comes to like being on stage and in the moment like I had an improv teacher once tell me like you know you don't have to make full eye contact throughout the whole scene with your scene partner and I was like I'm, I'm trying to focus and he's like you look creepy <laughs> like we're real people talk we don't look directly at each other the whole time right right Sometimes not at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So do you have any uh, last thoughts on this episode or is there a lesson that you learned aside from the teaching? Uh, I learned to be like even more aggressively OK and proud of the fact that I'm Jewish and uh, be more welcoming of anyone else. Because like Jews don't proselytize. We don't, you know, uh, evangelize or anything like that. But this episode and me being here now is doing the work for Aww. me. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're so happy for you to join us. Thank you. Oh, man. Uh, and you already plugged uh, your girlfriend's stuff, but yeah. why don't you plug some of your stuff, too? Uh, yes. Uh, I have uh, three books, uh, the latest of which is At Least You're Not These Monsters. Which is great. Uh, which I did with my co-author, Danny Lacey. And uh, they're the grossest and weirdest monsters who are slightly gross 
closer than you. So you feel better you about feel yourself. You feel so much better yeah. about yourself. The yeah. illustrations are great. Did Danny do the illustrations? Absolutely, Oh yes. my God, they're so good. The cover looks really cool and creepy, and it kind of reminds me of like classic Klasky uh, Chupo stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Real Monsters yeah. style. That's and great. I, I brought one for each of you, <gasps> and uh, the first one of your listeners to tweet a crusty quote at me is going to get one to yeah, Man. so like big on the trigger. Yeah. Whoever's listening to it the first, yes. I want to, yeah, because I'm that podcast oh, you'll listener. You'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll get it. We p- People hit us up at 12.01 on yeah. Monday. <laughs> oh, I like, have so many first. angry people who are like, like I, I got it. Like, yeah. no, no, it's a week later. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks uh, so much for doing that. Yeah. And where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at, uh, at BizMichael on, uh, let's see, like uh, Twitter and. Uh, Your Twitter is so funny, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I told you uh, my. My fiance Mike. Yeah. When I so you recently were on the other show that I run, Nerd Mel Lecture Series at Meltdown Comics. It's the third Saturday of every month at four p.m. I'm um, doing a Prescott tour. Yeah, like, you're yeah. doing a Prescott tour. <laughs> um, you were on the Onion panel that we just did, and so when I told Mike that you were on, he goes, "Oh, Biz Michael, <laughs> <laughs> Biz, Mi- really." He's a big fan of yours. That's delightful. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, you're really I'll take funny. that compliment on and off air anytime. Okay, great. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, thank you again so much for being on the show. Sure. And Julia, where can people find oh, you online? thank you so much for asking. Actually, you Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? I really appreciate you asking me you that. Know what? You what? It's my pleasure. <laughs> you can find me at Allie Gertz. You can find us, obviously, on Feral Audio, uh, which is probably how you're listening to this right now. Yeah. Um, and you can find us at Simpsons Pod. On all the things, Twitter, Instagram. You know where to find us. And email us. Um, you know uh, your your emails for things and you know what before we leave I just want to say our Patreon is still up and running oh hell yeah um, we haven't mentioned it in a while um, but we're actually reworking our um, benefits right now so what? if you are new to Patreon or if you're a current Patreon supporter um, stay tuned because we're going to have some goodies that may include some merch the merch that we never talk about we did make pins and bumper stickers that say the Simpsons are good nice. the Simpsons is good the Simpsons is good Simpsons is good grammatically there was correct. a big uh, conversation we had about that. Um, but I just want to say quick shout out to Nick Zinda. Thank you, who Nick. Who pledged to us. Thank you. Um, we also want to do a shout out to Cody. Just just one name, Cody. Fuck Jeffrey yeah. Croxford. Woo, Thank you. What a great name. Um, Cassandra. Just just Cassandra. And her name was Cassandra. Another <laughs> Wayne's World joke. McGill. I know. I, I've been thinking a lot about Wayne's World lately. we got to get back into that. Um, Thank you, Danielle. Andrew Wade Pittman. Thank ben you, Andrew. Holmes, ben. Um, James Montiel. Thank you, James. Um, Alice Murray. Murray, Thank you, um, And Brad LeCierc. Thank wow. you, Brad. Um, let me see if there's any more cool people. Builder with a three. Thank you, Builder um, with a three. Toby Jones. Um, Thank you, Toby. James, just one name, James. Thank Ted you, James. Malloy. Thank you, Ted. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Appropriate. Beeps and blips. <gasps> Thank you, beeps and beeps blips. And blips. That's great. Um, and uh, and everyone else that's been supporting us since day one. You guys are great. And, You're the best. Uh, we'll catch you next time. See you on the flip-flop. All right. <laughs> bye. What is that? <laughs> Goodbye. Say bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>